Austin French is joining us today. He is a father, a husband, he's also a Christian artist, and he auditioned on Rising Star and The Voice. And after that point, he released his first debut album, Wide Open, in 2018. His brand new EP, Wake Up Sleeper, was released September 17th of 2020. And alongside his brand new book, which we're going to talk about today, Jesus Can. It's his life story. It's available everywhere as of October 27th. So I'll start with a big congratulations on your brand new book. This was released October 27th, right? Yes. uh, I'm super excited. It just came out. Never thought I'd be an author, Um, but here we are, you know, and um, I'm super grateful to have something out in the world like that. It was probably the most vulnerable uh, thing I could have done, which is open up my life kind of from day one. Um, And I always love giving background on the songs that I've written, Um, but now I'm giving background on the person behind the stories, behind the song. Absolutely. I've always said I think vulnerability, as hard as it is, is when we can connect the best with other people and show I'm not perfect, but I serve a God that is. You know, so yeah. I, I really feel like this book is that um, you released the song very recently as well. Jesus can very powerful. Can you share mm-hmm. a little bit more about that eight-year-old boy you sing about? Yeah, I mean, that eight-year-old little boy grew up in uh, a ministry home, but uh, also that eight-year-old little boy uh, wrote in my journal uh, that I, when I was eight in my closet the words, "I will never be a Christian." I didn't want to be a Christian. I hated Christians. And the reason was, is the the idea of being a Christian for me was kind of distorted. For me, uh, my dad was a worship pastor, so I was at church all the time. I was coached on all the answers. We were the perfect family at church. And then as soon as we got in the car, it felt like World War III broke out. And I was taught, um, even if it was subconsciously, was taught, that you're one way at church, and then you uh, that's where you hide all the mess that's happening at home. And at home, you live in a dysfunctional reality, and uh, you have to clean up for Jesus to go to church. And that's the image that was presented to me as an eight-year-old little boy of what a godly man looked like. Mm. And so this song and this book dives into uh, what it was like for me to come home and worry what kind of mood my dad was in, or to worry about the chaos that I was walking into and uh, the conversations of, hey, hide the bruises, hide the scars, put a smile on, we're going to church today. Like what that did to me internally, what that did to my soul and what that did to my view of who Jesus was. And so, yeah, I got really deep. I got really open and really honest about um, kind of the things that I walked through and experienced, um, the good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, praise the Lord, when I was 13, uh, I experienced, a a shift where I stopped looking at people who had hurt me, and I finally met Jesus, the healer of broken people. And um, there was a shift that happened for me, and uh, God really took all the things that were messy and broken and uh, distorted in my life, and He healed and redeemed and He restored. And I've seen firsthand the things that I couldn't do, Jesus can do. That's so powerful. I was just going to ask, I mean, that turning point where Jesus became more than a hymn that was sung or something that your parents talked about, but now was a reality and an actual person who loved you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wh- where was that? 
Yeah, I was in a music camp. I convinced my mom to buy me a guitar because I wanted to be like John Mayer. Uh, he played guitar and got girls, and eighth grade me was all about that. And <laughs> uh, I went to this music camp to basically learn how to swoon girls on my guitar. And uh, a guy got on a stage, and he said the words, Don't judge Jesus um, by the broken people he came to save, because broken people hurt broken people, but Jesus wants broken people. And that was the moment for me that I realized I had judged Jesus on broken people, but I never met the guy. And uh, that night is when I surrendered my life to Jesus, and he became my Savior and my healer and my restorer. And uh, that was the shift for me. And obviously there was a lot of brokenness still in my past I had to deal with, like a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of bitterness, a lot of hurt and shame, and all the things that came around what I grew up in, through a divorce, through a broken home, through a ministry, uh, through our church asking us not to come back. All that is in the book. Um, but but fast forward to that moment as a 13-year-old, I realized it was the beginning of a journey. And uh, now as a 26-year-old uh, dad and husband, um, I've been able to see that God had really was working for my good and for His glory, even in the mess, even in the scars, and even through the shame. Um, he's brought me such a long way, and I'm grateful to be able to share where I am now because of where I was. Mm. Unfortunately, I think, wow, it, it's heartbreaking to hear this. I, I don't think you're the only one who went through something like that. I think that's why this book, your songs are mm-hmm. so powerful. For anyone who is in the same place you once were, who are done with their faith, would you, what would you say to them? Oof, uh, I've been there. I've been jaded. I've been done. I've wanted to run so far away. And uh, when I ran so far away and looked for affirmation uh, in other places, it never filled me up. It never gave me the satisfaction. It never completed me. And as I was running away from Jesus, uh, I realized that everything I was trying to run to was actually back in his arms. And so... Anyone that's been hurt by the church or jaded uh, or just fed up with Christian culture that they've given up on Jesus or the thought of Jesus, I would say to you what was said to me as a 13-year-old kid, don't judge Jesus on the brokenness that you're surrounded by uh, or broken people that have hurt you, um, because Jesus died for really broken people. So if you count yourself out because you've been hurt by people, well, why would you run away from the one who says he's the healer of that? Maybe it's time to turn around. Maybe it's time to give it another chance. And maybe it's time to find the healer of your soul. And his name's Jesus. And I promise you, if you give him everything, uh, he can redeem everything. That's incredibly powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll shift a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, you you talked about you know being a father, being a husband. I understand you and your wife have three children, um, which is wonderful. Would you share a little bit about um, potentially like your children? The the uh, I heard that you adopted your son. Would you yeah. share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, dad and husband are probably my favorite title, um, and it definitely is probably my favorite part of my life. And so, yeah, we had a five-year plan to start having kids, 
And we've been married six years and now have three kids. So it didn't exactly go as planned. <laughs> um, and about a year in, we met a little boy. He was six months old and um, entering into the foster system uh, with my mother and father-in-law. And as soon as I met this little boy, God just whispered to our hearts, my wife and I, that we were his parents. Now, this was not on our radar at all. We were actually moving to South Florida the next day. And we met this little boy, and we couldn't shake the fact that when, on our drive the next day that we felt like we'd lo- left our little boy back in Georgia. Um, and so we started fighting for him through foster care, um, and my mother and father-in-law fostered him for a while. And eventually he came to live with us. The courts uh, finally gave us control, and not control, but kind of uh, guardianship in a way. And uh, we moved towards adoption, and then two months after he came to live with us. My wife gave birth to our natural-born son. Um, so we went from no kids to two kids in like two months, and it was wild, but it was something we would never trade um, and never change. It was hard, crazy, and beautiful. Um, you know, God, when God calls you to do something, you have two options. You have an option to run away from what God has called you to do, and if you do that, you just may end up in the belly of a whale, um, or you have another option, and that's to be honest and say, I'm afraid, I'm scared, I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe this is what faith looks like, asking God to do the things that you can't do for yourself and trusting that He is good and working on your behalf. And that's what we chose to do. And it wasn't easy. It was hard. It was crazy. It was scary. uh, But it was so beautiful. And so today we have three little kiddos. Um, We have two boys our, our adopted little boy, Coleman, is incredible. He's joyful. He's crazy. And he is five years old in kindergarten. And then we have a three-year-old little boy who's just as crazy. Um, he, he dressed up like Olaf today for school and uh, from Frozen. And then we have a 10-month-old baby girl. So God has really blessed our lives through our children. And parenting is hard work, um, but it is it is so beautiful. And we love our kids so much. And to be home so much through this lockdown and quarantine and COVID season, um, I just realized even more. I already knew it, but now even more how much the real rock star in our house is our wife, uh, is my wife, and just to watch what she does uh, every day. And now I'm getting a front row seat um, to being a full-time dad and full-time parent in the home. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it definitely has its struggles. That was my very next question. How has 2020 been? As an artist, you know, you're often on the road or you're singing or you're doing a gig yeah. uh, to to totally at home. How is that transition on, yeah, parenthood, yeah, fatherhood? Totally. It's actually been, um, at first I was terrified. Uh, I remember getting the phone calls that, that the, the shows that we were doing, we were on a tour called Winter Jam, the biggest tour we had ever done. And we were about 10 shows from the end, and uh, the show that we had already set up for in Kentucky um, got canceled. And then uh, the rest of the weekend ended up getting canceled a couple hours later. And then uh, a couple hours later after that, the rest of the year got canceled. And so I remember freaking out, like, honestly, coming home saying, like, who am I? What do I do now? Like, what does this mean for us financially? What does this mean for me as a person? Like, who am I now? And uh, my wife kind of just spoke some wisdom, like, what if God is going to give us the greatest peace you've ever experienced? And that's what I've experienced. Like, God really feels like he's given me all the time back that I lost by touring all the time. Um, Last year alone, we were gone 
uh, I played around 100 shows and gone I'm almost 200 days of the year. And, um, you know, with a wife and three kids at home, that's really hard. And so to be home this year um, and through this whole season, it's kind of like really been one of the most sweetest times in our family where I've, I'm actually getting to be the dad that I've always wanted to be and the husband that I've always wanted to be and getting the time back that I feel like I lost before. So uh, it's changed me. I've realized that I don't have to do everything in the future to be successful, um, that I can I can take time, take Sabbath, take rest, and um, say no to things if I need to. I think those are lessons that no matter who we are, is important to learn. So glad to hear that. Sure. Yeah, that's what you took. Did you write the book in this COVID time? I, I started the book um, while we were on Winter Jam, and it, honestly, it was just to write stories behind the songs that I'd already written. And then it became, the, the more I began to dig into putting those down on page, it turned into, you know, I think I need to go back to day one. And so it started now not just explaining the stories, but explaining my, my story um, from day one of life. And so it started on Winter Jam, and then it finished through quarantine season um, with all the time we had on our hands to edit and finish things and finish chapters. So uh, it was a really beautiful season to kind of write this book. And, uh, yeah, I definitely had a lot more time on my hands this year to do that. Well, I believe it's going to have a great impact. As I said already, vulnerability begets more vulnerability and, and that connection. Absolutely. So. Thank you very much, Austin French, for being on the show. Congratulations on your brand new book, Jesus Can. It is available everywhere right now. Thank you so much.